Hello, everybody. Um, good day to you. We are going to have quite a interesting episode today, aren't oh, we? Don't, don't underestimate how interesting this one's going to be. We are trying to build up our casting director skills because obviously that is something that we are going to move into. Build up. I mean, you say build up, but it's like every day I think that we're building up. Those, I mean, look at our portfolios. Yes, exactly. We are. I mean, it's just something that's inevitable. You know, we've got the Animal Talent Recruitment Agency. We've yeah. got the multiple projects in development. We've got Danny DeVito as our biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. We've got Elle Fanning fucking knocking at my door trying to get in. And we have a number of my offspring which are all, who are already, already incredibly successful child stars. Yeah. Um, and raking in the money for me. Uh, and, and it's all, it's all, we're plunging it all in to the, the group family business, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not saying that we're not successful. We're saying that we're not finished. No. We're saying that we're not ready to... To conquer the world. Yeah. Know that we're not not ready to conquer the world, that we are going to conquer it. We basically want to be um, in every single part of the industry. So, we, you know, not just on screen. No. Not just writing. Not and just behind screen. Not just, you know, doing the cinematography. We want to be the screen. Holding the boom. We also yeah, boom want operator. to be casting every single part in every single show yeah. that is on the TV. And making it new and making it fresh and making yeah. it current because... You know, what's that smell? Oh, it's the staleness of the media these days. Yes. And also what we do want to do, you know how we get so annoyed when we watch shows and it's just the same actors? Yeah. We're gonna give a we're gonna give a chance to the actors out there that you wouldn't see in the projects. You know, like we don't wanna just see the same people on TV, please. Exactly. We wanna give TV like a vibrant new energy new with the energy. people that we're putting into. New energy. And what's more vibrant? Best than real life. Exactly. So what we are doing is we are going through the news stories and we are finding uh, incredibly interesting, true uplifting, stories. funny, true stories. And we are going to cast them for you today. Just to give you an insight into how talented we are at the casting thing, you know? And also to start giving you lot ideas um, so that you know, if you come across a funny, silly little news story to send it our way, because we're going to get it into the pipeline and we're going to start developing. getting it made. We're going to okay? develop it. So this is our first idea. So um, I'll read out the story. Yeah, this, this I just stumbled across this on the tube uh, in the metro, and I thought this the has paper. to be made. Yeah. Okay. You so. know a story when you see one because you've got showbiz in your veins. Exactly. So here we go. Number one, I actually can't see because it's so dark. Accountants stole 24K from her own gran, 91. A finance worker has been jailed for stealing 24K from her own 91-year-old grandmother, then saying the pensioner's large appetite had got her into debt. Amanda Farr, pictured, 48, blew Joyce Hutchings cash on iTunes, the PlayStation Store, takeaways at Just Eat and McDonald's, William Hill Betts, and even a holiday to Amsterdam. Former accountant Farr told Canterbury Court Court Bank transfers. No, told Canterbury Court. Sorry, former accountant Farr told Canterbury Crown Court bank transfers were made as Hutchings is a big eater who liked her food. Quote: Farr was jailed for eighteen months and hearing to reclaim cash will be held. I didn't read that as well as I would have liked. No, it's okay because I got it. Um, and I heard it. I can perform that better. 
So what we're dealing with here is we're dealing with the classic story, mm-hmm. okay? So we've got hungry grandma. Hungry caterpillar grandma. And then we've got, we've got you know, intense granddaughter. So it's a sort of battle of wits, isn't it? So we're going to need two heavy hitters. But this I also is think... Not- Where's this is the not mother? For anyone lighthearted. Where's the mother in this? You know, we've got to think of that invisible character too, and we've got to cast her. We've got to cast the invisible character, even though she's not there. Yeah. So for Hungry Grandma, um, here are some options that we're kicking around. I'm just going to throw them in the air, and then you tell me what you think. Miriam mm-hmm. Margolis. Yeah, good one. Maggie Smith, of course, because she needs. I want to see her eat. I want to see her eat. I want to see her with a smile on her face. Yeah. I think that she deserves it. Um, potentially, we could throw a younger one in the mix just for a bit of fun. Saran Jones. I bet she could play a grandma. A young grandma. I think it's about time, actually. I think it's about time. Yeah. I think that we put her out to pasture now. Yeah. I think she's, she's done enough. She's done enough. Let's put her in the grandma costume yeah. category now. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. would be a bit of fun. Yeah. And then we've got our intense granddaughter. Now, obviously, you would be an obvious choice. Thank you. But we're trying to She's not 48. Make this. She's 48. Yeah. So don't yeah. be a bitch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's definitely on the upper end of your playing, ca- your, your casting category. But, you know, I think that with the right hair and makeup that y- you would be able to pull that off with a plum. Okay, fuck you. But, but go on. No, that's... We're not looking inward, we're looking outward. That's okay, yep. the role. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want an intense daughter who has an energy of like, you know, misery and revenge. So, she wants to get back. Potentially, Jennifer this is what Aniston. I'm thinking, Jennifer Aniston could be a shout, but I'm thinking that we go out of showbiz and we pluck mm-hmm. somebody from a different industry and then we give them a chance okay. here. So what are some singers? What are some singer-songwriters oh. that we think could play this role? Because I also envision, envision this, as I'm sure you do, as a musical. Oh, it would be a stunning musical. I Set think, in Canterbury. Yes, and do you know who I think pops to mind right now? Ariana Grande, Miss Ariana Grande, given her whole issue with the donuts in that store. Do you remember? That, no. d- that scandal, that public scandal. She Stole um, some donuts? No, she licked some donuts um, from a donut store when the person who was serving her had her back turned. So she's a spike. That's what she is. Or she got in she, big trouble for that. Or did she think that was a nice thing that they were doing? You know how some people like bottle famous people's like... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she was trying to increase the value of said donuts. Yeah. But she certainly got in a bit of trouble for it. And I think that that sort of spiteful energy, that naughty playfulness, mm. that could really bring something to the role. Just bear in mind... And we need a soprano. Bear in mind, JJ, that um, the granddaughter character is 48. 48. And Ariana Grande, Miss Ariana Grande, she's had a lot of lovers and she's had a lot of life. I think even if she might not look... 48 um and it's not clear you know what what we are going to dress her as currently Mm -hmm. i think as long as her soul and her spirit tells us 48 okay and she you know maybe miss grande's been lying about her age for years that's an industry secret and she just maybe has to calm down on the botox for a bit she's well into and that's an industry secret that's an industry secret so that's a good shout okay unusual casting choice ariana grande who else could we choose so miriam margolis playing the grandmother of um, Ariana Grande and with the Invisible Mother character being? Oh, the Invisible Mother. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. Tandy Newton. I'm just going to put it out there. Tandy Newton. Someone who's who's got that softness, someone who's got that silent energy, someone who's got that... Who's that, been a loving daughter. Who's Who's been a loving daughter and who's a bit of a will-of-the-wisp. Yes. And the fact that she isn't in the story, the fact that she is invisible, I can't imagine anyone other than Miss Newton being able to embody that invisibility. I think that's a great shout. Thank I you. I was thinking Kristen Scott, Scott Thomas. Okay. Okay. Because she's so thin. Yes. And, you know, if she's got a mother... You, you know, if you've got, like... A mother who is like a big eater, yes. as as she says. Hungry grandma. It's called um, what? What are some names that we're kicking around currently? Well, um, I I love the hungry grandmother. Hung, the hungry grandmother. We've got Nanny Yum Yum. 
Ah, uh, that's nice. <laughs> um, Nanny Yum Yum. And then we've also got the big bite mystery. Mm. Because mm-hmm. obviously she, you know, she's, what I think is interesting as well is that she's accusing her grandma's appetite of being the reason that she's become a criminal. And I think mm. that that really is just such a human story. I can't really think of something more relatable to the plight of the human spirit. But also this, this, this granddaughter knows how to have a good time. You know, she she's spending does. her, she's blowing Joyce Hutchinson's cash on iTunes. So she's still buying songs. You know, she's still buying songs because she's living in a time in her head that's freer. She's living in her moment, her present, her past, her truth. And I love a free spirit. Yeah. And I think that we need to tell that story. And she's, you know, the PlayStation store, she's she's a big gamer. Mm -hmm. You know, you you, you think gamers are usually younger than 48. No. She's a big gamer. Yeah, as she should be. Um, What games is she playing? That's the question. And then she also has, you know, takeaways at Just Eat and McDonald's. So she has a good time. She certainly has a good time. And I think that this age that we're in needs a story of a girl that can have a good time. And of a girl that's not paying too much respect to her grandma. You know, because we're constantly being told, respect your elders. Well, once in a while, you know what? Steal their fucking money. Because they've been eating too much. Yeah, and and there's something that I I, I just, I do want to see Maggie Smith in this role. I I think so. I think that... I think that it would do her career just, I think it would be wonderful move for so her So we've got Maggie point. Smith, then we've got Ariana Grande as Wait, the granddaughter. Miriam Margulis, I think that what she brings to the table in terms of casting couch is um, a certain je ne sais quoi. She certainly has a bit of, um, she doesn't care that much about the industry. Whenever mm. she does her celebrity interviews, yeah. she tends to talk about how stupid the industry is. And I like that energy that she's bringing because she has independence and she has fearlessness. Yeah. So I feel like she can embody our hungry grandma quite okay, well. Okay, well, we'll meet them both. We are meeting We them have both. booked a whole day. We That's rented spotlight. a whole day in a studio at Spotlight for our castings yes. next week. And we're, we are excited. We have we have spent a lot of money yes. on this room, but that's okay. That's okay. And also we are casting multiple projects. Mm. Um, they and aren't happening yet, but the actors don't need to know that. The actors don't need to know that. And you know, this is something that we'll always say is that you never, you always think that these people are gonna be so in demand. They're not gonna respond to you. They're not gonna be interested. We have sent out some of our casting notices for these you know, um, tentative projects to some of the biggest names in this industry. Mm-hmm. In the and world. let me tell you, we got, immediate response yeah did we not get responses from pretty much everyone within yeah. 10 minutes yeah and also how easy was it to guess these stars emails i mean everybody's got such basic emails these days guys come on come up with some new number combinations yeah. exactly G- so we got gmail.com just use their name at gmail.com exactly try try hotmail try, try gmail try spitting their surname and their name up with a dot Easy, does not take a detective. Anyway, let's go on to our next project. So we've got um, a project that we're tentatively calling either Wake Me Up Inside or Wake Me Up Before You Bury, Bury Me. Bury Me, Bury Me. So this is a fascinating news story about um, a woman who was declared dead um, in Ecuador and then it was at her own funeral that she started knocking on the inside of her coffin to let all of her loved ones know that she was very much alive. So what are we looking for in the spirit of this character and what what do we want to tell with this story? I think that her sadness Mm. has killed her, Mm -hmm. almost killed her. For the first time. For the first time, and she she's she's so sad that her body fakes its own death, like yes. b- believes it's dead. Uh, goes through the entire process of like death, death, organ decay, everything, cellular decay, just before it's like fully done. Yes, 
And they, you know, it's a quick turnaround between death and funeral. Yeah. So she's put in the, the fucking coffin quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because clearly she had a plan. Clearly she'd already set out all of the funeral arrangements. I, I have a feeling that this is a woman who had her affairs in order. And it's almost this rule keeping that's made her so depressed and, yeah. and, and, and had such a sad first life. And so she's given up and she's done. But then just as the first bit of mud or what you throw on the coffin gets, the, the thud of that goes onto the coffin, just as that happens... It's almost like she's reawakened. And she's like, hello, I want to start again, please. And she goes, part two. That's what she does. Yeah. She says, oh, tune in for the second half of this show because yeah. I think that you're going to be a little bit surprised by what happens. Yeah. So we're looking for an actress who I think represents this story in its heart, which is about a comeback. Mm. And if there's anybody who could be our comeback queen, who is it? Martine McCutcheon. Martine McCutcheon. Martin McCutcheon, thank you very much. I think that is an s- absolutely genius casting. Thank you. Um, and you, she would be singing. No she reason. would be singing part two, she, in the in the same in the same melody as Perfect Moment. This is about exactly. Thank you. That's lovely. So this is about a woman starting again. This is about a woman reclaiming her life and saying, "I'm not dead yet." And you're not burying me right now. Wake no. me up before you bury me, bury me. Yeah. And I don't think that I could imagine somebody embodying it in the way that Miss McClutchin would. Um, and I just imagine the, the graceful way that she would sway mm. into this script and into this story, I find very exciting and alluring. Yeah. But um, we also are looking we, at other actresses who have more of a deep sadness feel. It's true, because that's important. We need, we, we need somebody with corpse eyes. Yeah. So we were thinking Myla Kunis. Mila, 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 Mila Kunis. Miss Kucha. Yeah, because um, she's got that ability to be funny because it is quite funny, isn't it's it? It's so silly. funny. It's silly. She's very tense. This, this is, a, in its bones, this is a comedy. Yeah. In its bones, this is a comedy. And she, so she's able to be funny. She's got that kind of Meg from Family Guy voice. She'd be quite young in this. She'd be playing, obviously, a, like quite a young... Like, I don't know how old Mila is, but... Um, with, she's in her 50s. She's in her 50s. So yeah. she'd be playing, you know, like late 30s I would yes, say yes yes and you know she, she's it's quite early to be giving up you know but she is and she's in the coffin and I can just see a close-up on Mila's face with those big sunken yeah. eyes big and she did play that crack eyes. addict recently to yes. see that thing, and she yes. was absolutely brilliant what I love about Mila she's not afraid to look like shit no she's rich she gets her hands dirty yeah and that's what we're looking for because we need somebody that's willing to get down and mucky with and this also I do feel like I like I need to meet Ashton Kutcher in my life. And yeah. if we were on set, he would probably bring the kids. Yeah. We'd probably have a nice coffee. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not saying anything romantic would go on, but we would definitely be, like, I mean, I'm friends. feeling some thruple energy, potentially. Yeah. That would be fun. Or maybe even, you know, we could all join forces and sort of become a super group. Yeah, exactly. That's so, that's And so, I that's have a feeling that Mila. she's still friends with Macaulay Culkin, who you know is, like... My dream and and, and and your past lover, my your past, past lover. lover. So yeah, I feel ex. like that there would be something. Go, it, it would be a strategic casting choice because I also want access to her life. Yes, but that's not. I'm not saying casting directors do that. But we're saying don't be afraid of not doing that. Yeah, because or doing it. Don't be afraid of doing it because we're here to shed light on this industry. Exactly. We're because here to I, break we're, barriers. We're, well, we're telling you the truth. I'm sorry, but you know we have seen a number of casting directors on Hampstead Heath with famous actors yep. and they're not that you know how did that happen you know they, they didn't became, just bump into each other they became friends it's fucking huge Hampstead Heath 
They didn't just bump into each other on one of the little lanes. They they, they met up. They 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 had shared that location. Exactly. They dropped a pin. And maybe this is a source of business for me because I have never become BFFs with a casting director. And who are we now becoming? Casting, casting directors. directors. And who's your BFF? You. Me. Yeah. But I would like it to be Ashton Kutcher. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll so, accept that. That's one idea. We got, we got, we got Martin McCutcheon. We got Mila Kunis. And Zoe then... Kravitz potentially, if we want to go in a different direction. Exactly, and she's so little, Zoe. She'd fit in that coffin. Real she nice. would. We'd probably would... have to get a small one made. Exactly. She'd. It'd be quite roomy. It could be a teenager coffin. It would almost be like an Airbnb for her. Yeah. I mean, she'd probably be able to. That could be her trailer. To be honest, yeah. that would. To be honest, that <laughs> might be. A, that would help the production uh, costs. cut costs. Yeah. Because we would just be able to double up that coffin as a trailer for Zoe. And for she Kravitz. does have that sad energy, doesn't she? She does have sad energy because I don't she's think so she's beautiful. Ever and smiled? Yet, oh, she's never smiled, and that would be very useful for this role. Yeah. Um, because we would be, we would have exclusive first rights, first look at Zoe Kravitz's smile. Yeah. Um, exactly. It would be just in this production. Nobody's ever seen it. So yeah. It and you know, I am gonna steal her tattoos on her arm and yes. it would be nice to see them up close it would be nice to see them up close just so that you have a nice sort of original blueprint to work from also, i could photocopy her arm and i think she'd be cool with that miss kravitz has an air she has a ghostly energy to her mm. which i think could be useful for this role do you know who she would have been great at playing who wednesday absolutely she would have been a brilliant wednesday mm. she would have been a perfect wednesday mm. um so miss kravitz is a strong contender but we don't want this role to be we we it's a, like I said it's a comedy in its bones. So she is coming to the audition at Spotlight. She's very excited. Mm. And what we told her specifically out of all the other candidates is to bring some party tricks. Mm. So I've suggested juggling. I've suggested um, the Diablo. I don't know if you know what a Diablo is. It's a sort of wooden contraption that you balance between two strings, and you see a lot of street performers doing it. And it's about whipping it, whipping it, whipping it as fast as you can. And the thing the thing is with Diablo. You really, really have to, um, you have to have very strong arms, but you also have to have a strong tempo and a strong sense of comedy. So I think if Miss Kravitz can come in and impress us with her Diablo. She's going to have to do some upper body, you know, bicep training. Oh, before. she looks like she's got a strong arm. I feel like, she's, I feel like she's doing kickboxing. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's the energy that she gives off. Um, so... What's her challenge is to come in and make us laugh. Yes, exactly. And we've told her that we will take her to Eminem World. (laughs) (laughs) Because she loves it. You wouldn't think it because she's so tiny. But But she 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 actually survives on peanut M&M's. In fact, this is one of her stipulations. So this is the issue. And this is something that we've had to navigate. And we're glad to tell you to, to, to make this less shadowy and less scary. But when you're working with celebrities, they tend to come with... Um, rules. It's in their contracts. There are certain stipulations, and with Miss with Miss Kravitz, you have to have multiple bowls of M and M's around the room. Mm. She gets and she very distressed if she comes into a room and there are no M and M's. And they obviously have to they have to be in particular like groups of colours, organised by colours. Yeah, yellow and green. If they even touch in the same bowl, she's out there. And she doesn't like the blue ones. And she doesn't like the blue ones. So that's a death. That's a, that's. A, that's <laughs> That, that is one of the challenges of trying to work with these stars. But in a way, we see ourselves as sort of exotic animal, uh, like a lion tamer. We you have to have certain to finish skills. That point, we are going to live stream us taking Zoe 
round Eminem world. She's so uh, excited. She's so ex- we're so excited, and it's so fun because instead of having to bring security, we are just going to dress her up as a child because yeah. she's so small. So we've got a big hat with a with a whirly top, you know, one of those. Um, hats that has a whizzing whirly top on the top we're going to put her a big lollipop and we're taking her around in a little tricycle and people are just going to think that she's our adopted child yeah i i think that it would be nice to see how many m&ms she can stuff in her mouth you know? i'm excited to see that she's yep. going to go wild at those m&m dispensers because they're all organized by color as well and then obviously we're going to have to transport her back to heathrow yes if she doesn't get the part if she doesn't get the part and it might be awkward but the fact is we'll have made a friendship along the way exactly and hopefully she will bring channing tatum Yes. Yeah. Yes. If they're still together. If they're still together. It moves quickly in Hollywood. Um, Okay, so that's number one story. No, that's number two story. No, that's number two story. And what's so exciting is when you have one idea, don't you find this best? When you're in the middle of one idea, that's when you have your next idea. Mm -hmm. Because it just never stops going with us. We're constantly coming up with new ideas, new businesses, new ways to make money and new ways to make art that moves the world. Because that's ultimately what we are. We're movers and shakers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so this next story was very much inspired by this first story, Wake Me Up Before You Bury Me, Bury Me. This is actually about a lovely new story that I just read about a fake death. So a man, in fact a TikToker, um, faked his own funeral his, um, to, pro- to test who really cared about him. Mm-hmm. So his children shared a lot of infographics about this man's funeral, about his sudden death, and to see who would turn up at the funeral and who actually cared. And then this man, our champion, our hero, he turned up in a helicopter and everyone started crying because they thought that he was dead and it was about proving who really cared about him. So this is ultimately a story of vengeance. Mm-hmm. And we need- Ego. An ego. And it's a story about truth. And so we need an actor that's gonna be able to embody these qualities. Yeah. Um, a truth teller. But we also want somebody, um, in the same way almost as the previous story, but not making a comeback, but, um, Really showing that something, you know? Exactly, because it's something. Yeah. And you're not going to know what that something is until you're there. Exactly. And I think that if I was in that position, and honestly, this is something I've considered doing myself before, which is like the personal interest angle is what I'm going for here, because I saw that story and I thought, my goodness. I was going to, I was going to do that to you. I was going to just tell you that I died. Yeah. And I was going to see if you would turn up to a specific day, memorial service that I was going to have just for me. So you were going to tell me that you had died? Yes, yes. Um, But then you would be alive? No, because I would get somebody else to tell you. Oh, right. Okay. Um, And just to prove to myself your loyalty. Right. Because I do, I do worry about you sometimes. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think that, um, it would be nice to see who came to your funeral, wouldn't Gorgeous. it? Gorgeous, it would be. It would be nice. It would be, and I think that's what we're all craving. Mm. And I think that this is a story about living vicariously through that. Yeah. We all get a little piece of it. And it's about a story, it's about you know human desire and our darkest intentions and what we ultimately want, which is just validation and attention and for people to think that we're dead and then for them to cry when they realise that we're not. So, so we, we either want like a big actor. A big burly guy. Like, yeah, a big burly guy. A big burling guy. A guy that when he's coming down from the helicopter on a big rope looks fucking amazing. Yeah. But also like, is he going to break the harness? Rope. Yeah. And is he going to fall down? And Do we want him to fall down? Could that potentially be funny? Would it be funny to turn up badass to your own funeral and then fall and make it really embarrassing? Imagine mm. imagine fucking up the entrance to your own fake funeral. Yeah. That would be embarrassing. Yeah, imagine fucking it up so much that you actually died. 
That yeah. would be, I mean, because then they could just pop you in the coffin. Though. Yeah, exactly. They could. They've they could just. All. They, they they've organised it all. Yeah. In a way, that's probably ideal. Um, so, so we want a big accident, and your top choice yeah. is Justin Long. Justin um, Long. <laughs> Justin Long. Um, now he's, I think, such an underrated. I think he's such an underrated actor. I think so too. And I think that there's a there's a raw sort of sex appeal there, um, but also a sadness because he kind of to me, gives off the energy of a bit of a wiggly worm. I and am also believe what's going on with his Instagram post with Kate Bosworth. Yes, is that he, he loves her. He, I mean, did you get the memo that he loves her? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Like, it's almost like, I feel like this is some kind of live performance art they're doing. And it almost feels like this is a guy that loves to prove stuff. Yeah. Loves to prove stuff to the world. Loves to say, hey, look at me. Who is taking the photos of them? I don't know. I think they're hiring someone. I think they've got a really good quick to quick to erect tripod. Yes. Yes. I've got, I think they've got one of those ones that doesn't even need the clicky handles. It just goes, <laughs> whoosh! You just shoot it up. Um, so Justin Long is my top choice, I think, because there's something about him that embodies, hello, look at me, look at me. I can imagine him swinging and dangling from a big rope from and a helicopter. Let's face it. He's never had a big... Big old starring role in no. a big old Hollywood movie. No, he's always being given second in command. He's mm. always being given second romantic lead. Um, he's always doing a fun, he's always doing a big old great job, but he's never being given the biggest chomp on the bike. No. And why not? <laughs> you know, why not? Is it because he's been spending too much time photographing Kate Bosworth? I think so. And I think that he is, I think in my head it's a cry for help. Look, I know people that know Justin and I know his team. Yeah. And I think that these boats, these boats with Kate have been a bit of a cry for help. I think he's asking us to cast, to cast him. him. Um, but and I don't... he replied to your email within 25 this, seconds. This, this, was, this was a record, record fast reply. So he's he's going to be at Spotlight bright and early. I'm honestly expecting him to be waiting out beside the doors for us when mm. we get there. Um, and so I'm going to bring him a coffee. Yeah, um, and a Burger King. And a Burger King. Even though Kate probably doesn't approve of Burger King. But he's so excited to be in London because he gets to eat whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, I'm so excited to meet him just because I know how much you love him. I do. And I felt a connection with him ever since I saw him at, um, in Dodgeball. Um, mm. When the massive, massive obese cheerleader falls on his face mm. um, during a tri- the cheerleading tryouts, yeah. um, it's such a beautiful tender scene, and he acts it with such sensitivity, and it's really had an effect on me ever since. Yeah. So I and he's never worked since, and he's never worked since <laughs> since two thousand and four. Um, so, uh, but okay, we need to talk about other cho- okay, cool. other choices. Well, because- John Travolta. Thank you for saying it because yeah. I was too scared to say yeah. it. I mean, like, I'm worried about his health, like, coming down from I'm, the helicopter. I'm worried about it, too. But I think that we could CGI it. I think that we could just get him to stand and look like he's holding the rope. And then we just we green screen him into the rope. Because that's but the only thing. Bear challenge. in mind our budget. Because we don't have a big budget for and the helicopter. <clears throat> yeah, we're blowing it all on the helicopter. But also, what, we dis- what we've told our directors and our creative team with this specific project is that this is a European approach that we're going with. <laughs> So this is no CGI. This is all live. 
this is all real injuries. Um, I worked on many a European film um, and they love you to get down and dirty and they like you to injure yourself. They're and to be naked. And to be naked yeah. and to be eating the grass. Because obviously he's going to be naked when he, he comes into his own funeral. Because it's he's important. One of, he's like, I am here. He's exposing himself in every way, emotionally, physically, You bodily. missed me. You missed my, my whole body. You missed my dick. Did you, you missed my balls. Did you even know what was under here? And now didn't. it's back. And, and you need to look at it and you need to say, hello, let's try this again. Basically, these are, this is, what I love is He's the a baby theme. being reborn. He's being reborn. And this is the theme of our work. It's about life. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone in this industry is doing this right now. No. Are, we, are they talking about life in the way that we are? No. 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 So John Travolta is also a fantastic example of an actor that's, you know, had many a comeback. He had his Grease Lightning era. He had his Pulp Fiction era. Mm. And now he's in his slightly Look weird, who's talking. creepy, sad Instagram, but very sad because his wife died and he has lovely children that look exactly identical like him. And I think that this would be a really great opportunity to see him again. Yeah. So And um, hopefully he would write the script. And he's so interested. He's got he's such an, a collaborative man. And we met him before. He always brings muffins, doesn't mm. he? And it's yeah, lovely. He, banoffee muffins. He loves to bring a banoffee muffin. Yeah. And so I he's think they be have great... marijuana in. That's my hunch. But yes. just because so we felt edibles. very strange after. Yeah. And it's nice because you can freeze them. Yeah. And you can keep them for when you need a little perk up later. And on if in your the week. kids are like acting up and hyper, just give them a banoffee muffin. Yeah, tell them yeah, to sleep. Great. You know. Yeah. Um, so John is, I'm really excited to see Johnny again. Yeah. I don't know how him and Justin are going to get along no. in the waiting room. No, no, but no. also when we think about the fact that Zoe Kravitz and um, Mila Kunis could potentially also be there at the same well, time. Well, we're going to do the old cast and director trick of staggering their entrances. Yes. Um, but I feel like these guys are a little bit neurotic, so I think they are going to do the actor trick of hanging around. Hanging around. I'm expecting to see Justin Long at least standing outside on the benches looking, um, waiting with the pigeons, trying to blend in with the pigeons and seeing who's going to go in. Well, apparently he loves chess. Okay. So I think he's going to bring his chess board. Okay, okay. Um, so I was thinking that actually maybe we should lay out some board games at Spotlight. I was thinking that we could do Twister. Snakes and Ladders. I was thinking, do you Connect know what? Four. Because this is what I don't love. I don't love hostility between actors when you're all auditioning for the same role. What breaks down walls? What breaks down emotional walls quicker than anything else? Kissing. Kissing, one. Two, Twister. Mm -hmm. So we are going to, we're actually, we're covering the carpet. It's going to be all twister mats so it's, it's you're going to see an inch of ground and this is one of the fun challenges about our casting process so they have to play twister before they come into the room it's actually part of the audition it's part process. of the audition we've got cameras everywhere yeah and um it's about how well they interact with each other it's about humility um it's about physical flexibility but it's also about how natural you are because if you're like immediately walking in like twistering in yeah. and being quite vocal about how good you are at Twister. We don't want that. We want we want humility. We, we want, want somebody that's, that's not smug about no. their Twister abilities. I actually want someone, I want I want the actors to come in and to be terrified yeah. of the Twister mat. Yeah. I want them to be worried about how flexible they are. But I also want them, by the time that they've progressed from first Twister mat, as you come in the doorway, all the way up the stairs, three flights of stairs, Twister every step. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is not going to be easy. By the time that they get to our door and they're at our feet... And they have to kiss our shoes. That's a requirement. And like kiss us with tongues. And kiss us on the lips. With tongues, yeah. We told you this is European. Yeah. Um, we want them to have progressed and we want them to feel open up and flexible in a way they haven't been before. And they've had such a physically draining process of getting to this room. I mean, they're broken down. This is what RADA does to you. We're doing the three years injured, of RADA in one day. 
yeah, exactly. If they're not injured before they do their first line yeah. in their audition room, they have not given us enough of themselves. No. Otherwise, why are you here, John? Why are you here, Justin? Why are you here, Mila? Why are you here, Zoe? Why are you here, Miriam? Why are you here, Martine? Yeah. So, um, and if, if they aren't also kind of being quite like, like, I mean, we, we want it to be an, an atmosphere in the waiting room. If mm-hmm. they are going to bump into each other, if they are going to do the active trick of hanging around so they see who else is auditioning, mm-hmm. if they are going to be there in the same room together, we do want them to be like either like incredibly close. Yeah. And having like incredibly deep conversations, yeah. crying, almost like a therapy. Yeah, as they're like twisted, their bodies are twisted around each other and they're like breathing into each other's necks and they can smell, you know, each other's perfumes and BO and like they can see the grease in each other's hair. Or I want them to be shouting at each other. Or having full on fights. Like physical fights. Because we promote and we encourage a, an environment of expression. And being human. And Because if you aren't human, you cannot act. Yes, so, it's a very exciting project. Now, this is the thing. Ever since word of this project got out, and it's it's become the talk of the town, everyone is trying to get into our rooms. Everyone's trying to get into the big Twister Spotlight sessions, but we've booked out the whole building. You're not going to get in. No. You have to have a special passcode. I'm worried about Chris O'Dowd turning up because he's, I... been, he's been emailing me. Yeah. And I know that he's caught wind of this project, but yeah. he's not right for it. Yeah. And I like him. I do well, the like thing him, is, he but he's is, not right for this. No, but the thing is, he is right for it, but we don't we don't want him. No, not after last time. No. Not after last no. time. He came to my party and he got incredibly drunk and he um, tripped down the stairs and broke all of my china flower pots. And I had to, I really had to have a strong talking to with him because it was unacceptable behavior. It was a Halloween party. You know, we were all dressed as the Scooby-Doo gang. You were Velma, mm-hmm. I was Daphne, and he was Shaggy. Yeah. And it was like, you don't get to act like a dog just because you're dressed like one, Chris. So you need to behave yourself next time. And it's about respect. And it's about paying me back for those flower pots because you haven't you haven't paid me back yet, Chris. Just in case people are confused, we are talking about the Chris O'Dowd um, from episode 33 of EastEnders yes. in 1982. <laughs> not the Irish Chris O'Dowd who's married to Dawn and like, you no, know, has the Hollywood career. We're not talking Chris. about him. Um, we're talking about them, you know, but there is a lot of interest in this project and we are going to have to turn actors away who have got wind of it. It's difficult to know who we should be employing that day as our temporary um, security guard. Who, a bouncer, essentially, we need a bouncer. In fact, this is something that we, this is a trusted role. So we are accepting applications currently. Mm. You You do have to have acting experience, West End stage experience. And you need to have your own Bluetooth um, headset. And be able to, to sing. You need to have a puffer jacket and you need to have a scary demeanor. Mm-hmm. So please do email us some applications. We're very excited to hear from you and we're going to trust you. Message keep us all at the Showbiz Sisters. That would be great. Um, yeah. You do have to also, I, I did say, but you do have to be able to sing because we only, we want, if you're going to turn people away, do it beautifully. Do it gracefully and do it in a fun way that they're going to be able to walk away and remember. Like we're, D- Disney song. We're giving everybody an experience, even the ones that we don't want inside the building. Exactly. It's basically the entire casting process and auditioning process is in a way a beautiful performance. Yeah. A bit of a performance art. It's a film. And the, the fun thing is, because we haven't got funding for any of these projects yet. And, and these we have no money. Don't know, yeah. You know, that's what's so fun. They think that there are millions of pounds behind all of these projects. But of course, not yet. We, in fact, are recording everything going on every second. And this is our pitch to um, the big bags. Disney Plus. We're saying, look at 
the drama and the tension that we've created with the casting session alone, how could you not fund this project? Exactly. And the actors will have had a lovely day. They'll have you know, a lovely they're day. They're all going to have their own day trips. M&M World with Zoe. They're going to have their made friends. We're going to take Justin Long for a special Chinese massage in yeah, China's house. he's going to love it. He, I know he's got shoulder pain. I yeah. can see it in his photos. And obviously we're taking John Travolta to view cinema. Yeah. Oh, he's going to, he's just going to have such a nice time. He deserves it. He's a sweetie. So, so we're it's excited. Be really exciting. And with our last project, it's actually more of an animation idea, isn't yeah. it? Best. Just to finish things off today. Um, this is a beautiful story. Um, that I read about um, and immediately felt inspired. And um, it's about a, a female crocodile who um, was living in isolation, um, had not had any interaction with any male crocodile. So I guess you could call her a girl boss, a she-e-o. You know, don't girl boss too close to the sun queen, slay. And What? It doesn't matter. And she became pregnant on her own. They tested the fetus, 99.9% genetically identical to her mother. So I guess you could say that this woman loved herself so much that she cloned herself. Now, she's not a woman. She is a crocodile. But it's going to be a story about female empowerment. And she's a female crocodile. And she's obviously a female crocodile. And I think that this is a really relatable story in so many ways for the modern moment that we're in. Because it's sort of like, who can you trust other than yourself and more than yourself? No one. Who would you like to give birth to yourself? Me, yourself. I would like to give, to give birth to me because I would love to know what that feels like and then to hold myself. So this crocodile is really, she's living her, this is about feminism. Well, this is also touching on an, an area that we would like to develop too um, of our, you know, guru teaching um, practices. Yeah. Um, of, we get actresses to come in, actresses who haven't got work in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like tragic desperate yeah, actresses yeah. and the whole session we play some Enya yeah we we sit down on the floor that's really important we sit down Enya. on the floor in a circle and the entire hour is just about hugging yourself yeah and learning to feel what it's like to be hugged by you and it's and it's about you know what is a clone if not a reflection yeah a mirror image so so we all look in the mirror we play Enya and we just hug ourselves yeah. like, and hug the parts of our body that don't get hugs. You know, you, you know, your shoulder, your, the upper body gets hugs. Hug your neck. But you don't hug your calf. No. No one hugs your calf. No one says, hi, how are you? And hugs your calf. Your poor calf. Your knees have been lonely for a long time. And your that's, fingers. And it's funny because crocodiles don't have knees. No. Um, so that's going to be sort of the heart of this story. Exactly. And so we're thinking about who we can get to voice this crocodile. But we're also thinking about who can voice this crocodile who has been lonely in their life. Exactly. So we've got some names that we're sort of tossing around. Um, we've got Tara Reid, who I think would embody the sort of the independence and the ferociousness. Yeah. But also the vulnerability. Yeah. Who's, she's been, she's been, you know, she's not been in the limelight for a while. No, and she's been treated badly when she's been there. Like with the press. This like, would give her a chance to redeem herself in the eyes of the public. Yeah. She's not some crazy party girl. Because crocodiles don't drink. Crocodiles don't drink and they can't, and, but, then, but they can clone themselves, clearly. Mm. And I think if anyone could clone themselves and have give birth to themselves, I think it would be Tara Reid. Yeah. I think it's a, it would be a big, big kind of comeback role for her. I think if you read that news story, Tara Reid clones herself gives birth to 99.9% genetically identical you wouldn't read that and be like oh well that's not true no you'd be like oh, it kind of makes sense yeah 
Okay, who else have we got? We've got Jamie Winston, who yeah. I know might seem like a bit of a left field, bit of a sort of random choice, but I am always very impressed with her work. Yeah. And her presence. I feel like I see her all the time. And I see only... her all the time on the street. The thing, the great thing about this is that it's voice, it's a voiceover, obviously. And Jamie Winslow can only do one expression facially. Yes. So this is actually perfect for this her. This is perfect for what she can do. And she's got that cheeky spirit. Yeah. And she's ageless. Yeah. And um, I think that she gives me crocodile vibes. Yeah. And she gets some top tips from Jamie Winston, who um, has played numerous crocodiles in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Winston? Oh, I just Ray. Ray, Ray, Winston. Ray Winston. Ray Winston has played loads of crocodiles in his career, obviously. Is Ray Winston her dad? Come on now. You don't know that? I actually didn't know that. Are you joking? That's so interesting because I, I had that relationship with Ray as well, so that surprises me. It does surprise me. Yeah. How did you not see the photos? Oh, yes. I mean, we didn't do much talking. Oh, right. So, um, okay, and with our last choice for a crocodile. Well, this is a good one. And this is probably going to annoy some people because she's incredibly successful. But uh, not in the ways that we know she wants to be. Yeah. Beyonce. Beyonce. Now, we know that she's got a lot on her plate with her world tour. Yeah. But I have the sense... And we know that Jay wouldn't approve of this role, but... But Blue Ivy would. Yeah. Um, And this is about me picking up on something I've been inferring from her body language about itching for something new. Mm. I think that she's done with the sashaying and the sassy walks. I think she's done with the world tours. I genuinely think that she wants a challenge. We already know that she has past experience. With live action, with The Lion King. And I think that she was never happier than when she was doing that role. Mm. So this is going to be a surprising casting choice if we go in that direction. And it will be a big part of our budget. Yeah. So we might have to do the animation ourselves if yeah. we if we do employ Beyonce. Well, it's okay. I, I, I went to art school for two months before I dropped out in animation, so I've got this We've got down. the experience. And this is about learning. And it and it, the film will start bad, but it will get better by the end. Yeah, yeah. Like all of our work. And I feel like she wants to like go incognito for a bit, Beyonce. I think that she's going to... stay be... in a shitty Airbnb in Paddington for a bit. I think that if we do go down the Beyonce route and we have reached out to her team... Um, I think that she'd be wanting to do a very funny accent. I think that she'd be wanting to do a Scottish accent mm. um, or maybe some sort of silly made-up accent, some silly voice. Mm. I think that she wants to sound nothing like herself. Yeah. But the spirit of Beyonce is in there. Yeah. And that's what really excites me. And and I, I think that it would be so great for her. I think this would be such a... Oh, and I would love to give her that opportunity. Me too. I yeah. think that she needs it. I think that she's been working hard and I think that she needs a bit of fun. Yeah. So what we're going to do this weekend is we're just going to go and we're going to like make sure that everything is in place with all our actors who are coming to meet us. Um, we're going to give them gifts, aren't we? Because that's something that I feel like we... Over the years of us auditioning, every time I go to an audition, it's a big, big deal for me. You know, I've got up, I got dressed... I like my lines. I went. I did it. I would like a gift. I would like a gift. I would like more gift bags, goodie bags, party bags. I mean, the best, you know, gift that they could give would be the role. Yeah, of, of course. But if not, give me some Haribo. Exactly. Give me some, like, you know, like a, a couple of blues. Give me a fidget spinner at least. Give me, like, a, a little, like, um, inspirational quote on a little piece of paper. Give me, you know, a sandwich. Yeah. Give me a new pair of shoes. Give me a month's rent. That would be great. That, that would be, be great. nice. Like, you're not going to give nice. me the part, but you will give me a little bit of rent. A little bit of rent money. Or at least some kind of like boots card. Yeah. Some kind of like discount voucher. A tin of Vaseline. Yes. And I feel like that's what we're, we're that's why the industry is so scared right now because mm. we're 
fucking radicalizing it. We're like, we're shaking shit up. Yeah. And we're With giving, goodie bags. We're, we're giving these actors goodie bags. They have refreshers in them. Yeah. They have that sherbet dust that you pour down your throat and that gets stuck in the middle of the bottle with your spit. They have little bit like, like keys that I've like, don't need anymore. Yeah. Keys that we found on the street. Fun keys that we've tied up with a little bit of ribbon. Just like a charming key that you can wear on your necklace. Because then you can look like the kind of free spirit that just like wears his key on a necklace. Yeah. But actually that's not your real key. That's just a random key. You don't yeah. know what door that key is into. Exactly. Um, Actors love keys. They do, Because the thing is, what do keys mean? Unlock doors to other personalities. So the thing is, we know how to keep these actors occupied. Give them a key and they're going to go, fuck them all. They're going to be entertained for days. Um, because they're going to be trying actor. out all the doors. <laughs> so many doors. They, they might be a casting director behind there. Yeah. Um, so we... I think because we understand actors because we are actors, as well as so many other things, um, slashes, as I've spoken about before. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we are going to nail this. Yeah. And I'm so, so excited to come, to hop back on here with you guys, um, with our dedicated audience. With our deadline press release. It's going to be soon. It's going to be really soon. And, you know, I always get resentful when people post their deadline articles on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. Because it's like, boring. Yeah. You know, at least change the color of the background. They're at least triggering. They're add, triggering. Add a silly mustache onto your photo. Exactly. Like, do something with it. Don't just like put it there like a big wet sock yeah. in the middle of the room. Yeah, exactly. It's like do posting something your... fun. It's just like you know, posting a, your blood results or something. It's like yeah. it's too much. It's too much. It's actually a bit weird. Yeah. Um. But but we will do that. We're gonna be yeah, posting yeah, yeah, the yeah. fuck out yeah. of it. We're gonna be doing some deadline all over your ass mm-hmm. and um i'm really excited so this is this is we we need to renew i think that we needed a bit of time yeah, we just needed to become that's note. why we've we can't actually look directly at physical light today that's why we've got our sunnies on um because i don't know if you know this but i found it out um that actually looking directly at light drains your energy so if you keep sunglasses on all day you don't get tired yeah that's what we're doing yeah so we're preserving ourselves we're getting our beauty sleep and we had like you know about 15 martinis yeah last we night, got fucked so up yeah, last night yeah. we did get fucked up last yeah. night so sometimes you gotta get fucked up sometimes you do because actually that that's the day that you wake up looking your best weirdly yeah. once you get over 15 mm. for some reason you look incredible the next yeah. day it's like a magical potion yeah because obviously you throw up so much and mm. i think that that gives you a sort of inner glow um and you shit yourself so much and you do you, you shit yourself and you, you are sort of kind have, of reborn like we, as a theme that we've talked about today many times because we're not afraid to be method no. with our projects like this is about getting rid of that bile inside of us and I want to create a clone of myself inside yeah. of me but I'm only going to do that if I'm new yeah. and I'm only going to do that if I get a comeback yeah so thank it's you so exciting and, and, and thank you for just staying on board and being part of this journey with yeah. us team and we are accepting uh, show reels yeah um, and we, we, we do look at them. You know, we're not like Carson. You know, we, we read them, we look at them. Yeah. Um, we make fun of them. Yeah. We kind of clip them up. We put them all together and we like, you know, we, we pause on the funny faces that people do yeah. sometimes when they're talking. And then yeah. we print it out, print it out um, on photograph paper, the mm. shiny kind, not matte. And then we put it all up on a wall. Yeah. And we so, say we will never, ever cast and them. And then we just do, we draw funny eyes. We sort of splatter paint over it. Yeah. And um, it's sort of, it's our, it's called our silly face wall. And even if they're really talented actors, we're still like. Especially if they're talented. You, that was an act of hope, you sending that to us. Exactly. And how dare you have that hope. And we've humbled you. Yeah. And, and it's about balancing the stakes. Yeah. It's about making it even. And yeah. it's about, um, you know, 
turning this bloody industry from the upside under. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm really excited yeah. about this week. So it's positivity, good things. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Was that too mean, what we just said? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Okay, and it's just amazing to think that I, you know, it's going to be my 22nd birthday this summer. So I've just achieved so much at such a young age. And she's going to Glastonbury. And so I'm going to Glastonbury. And she's going there. To find some animals. I'm going there to find some animals because I'm really excited to see about the kind of rare birds um, yeah. that can be lurking. Because you know that I've been having my spiritual journey And Lana Del Rey obviously uh, is bringing over her birds. She's bringing over her birds. She's going to have a flock of live birds on stage yeah. with her. Um, and yes. And I'm your plan is to infiltrate. steal one. Infiltrate. Yeah. Absolutely. At least to get one of the birds back with me home mm. that I can then add to my collection. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll give you an update. Yeah, my, Bessie, my, Bessie's going to miss me. I will I'm miss away. you, but I'm looking forward to having a new bird in the house. Yes. Um, just so, I, so that I know I have touched Lana Del Rey in some way. Absolutely. Through her bird. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't want to obviously go down the route of the BB Rexford thing. Did you see that recently? No. Somebody threw a phone at her head during one of her concerts and she's got a black eye. Um, yeah. Uh, that's goss. That's yeah, but BB's such a silly name. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for watching, everybody. And um, stay tuned for our deadline report. So exciting. See ya. See.